This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 233 of the Stable Scoop, a radio show on the Horse Radio Network. Live from Ada, please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. This week's sponsors include Equestrian Collections and TheBarnWorks.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop well, welcome back, everybody, to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. I am Glenn the Geek. Helena B. Uh, will be back with us next week. Today, we're bringing you a special episode that uh, Coach Jen of the Horse Tip Daily Show and I recorded live at the American Equestrian Trade Association in Philadelphia on Monday morning. If you listen to the horses in the morning and already heard this show, then uh, please join us again next week or take a listen again if you really want to. Uh, we had a great time talking to many different vendors that were at the American Equestrian Trade Association show that were there to show off their wares to all the retailers and all the things that are going to end up on the store shelves here in 2013. We thought we would share this show with you because it was a lot of fun and we learned about a lot of new products. And of course, products are something that we talk about here on the Stable Scoop show. And Helena has been to this ADA conference with us in the past. So we hope you enjoy this uh, this replay of the Horses in the Morning show from a Monday morning at the American Equestrian Trade Association. We'll be back here again next week. Helena will return, and we'll have a regular show for you again next week on the Stable Scoop Radio Show here on the Horse Radio Network. Enjoy right after this word from our sponsors for the week. Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. This time of year, the mares, the early foals are beginning to arrive. The thoroughbreds that are specifically bred to be foaling in January, sometimes um, the, the mares that caught a little bit later in the year, they're foaling now during a cold time of the year. And so you want to have on hand a foal blanket so that if you do have a foal in the cold that you have something you can wrap him up in. The one I'm featuring this week is the Weatherbeta Growing Foal Stable Blanket. And I featured this one because it is so adjustable. It adjusts from 42 inches to 57 inches, which is a lot. So you only need the one. It's 180 grams of polyfill, which is a little bit less than medium weight, so it's really good. It's a stable blanket, so it's for when you're there inside. So it's really good for, um, you know, a little bit more than lightweight and a little bit less than medium weight, so it's really good for that. And it's a 300 denier, so it's really strong. And it comes from Weatherbeetle, which is, of course, a very well-known brand. So I thought that this would be a really good thing for those of you who are expecting winter foals to maybe consider keeping on hand. And it's only $50, so it's a real good safety feature for early 
spring foaling. And you can find them at equestriancollections.com. Just search for Weatherbeat a Growing Foal Stable Blanket at equestriancollections.com. Barnworks is a small marketing firm which caters to equestrians. Whether you ride professionally, own or manage a boarding facility, sell horses, teach, train, show, or even sell retail goods, our business can help your business blossom. We offer services of all kinds, but what we do offer is focused on marketing your business in an efficient and effective way. Regardless of what creative marketing services you need, the Barnworks offers something that most other marketers don't, free consulting. That means if you don't know what you need or what will work best with your budget, we will sit down with you and figure it out together. No charge. Nada. Zip. Zero. And with over 20 years in corporate marketing experience, we have an idea about what works. And because we're fully immersed in the horse world, we know what works and what does not work in this crazy, wonderful industry of ours. Go to our website at www.thebarnworks.com. You can see samples of our work and find out how to get in touch. Or just send an email to email at thebarnworks.com. Howdy, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek, live from the American Equestrian Trade Association trade show in cold, icy Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 28, 2013, episode 581. This episode is brought to you today by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, horse world. Yep, it's Monday. All right, let's take it from the top again. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Monday morning. We are here in Philadelphia live at the American Equestrian Trade Association, and I have Coach Jen of Horse Tip Daily and producer here of Horses in the Morning with me. Good morning, everybody. You know, I didn't realize that Philadelphia, Pennsylvania was located 40 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Yeah, well, it was kind of tough for us (laughs) to fly out of Florida at 75 degrees on Thursday and get here in a snowstorm. You know, I was tuned into the local weather when we got here. And they said in the past seven days, there have been less than eight hours that the temperature has been above freezing. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> what were we thinking? Anyway, so, yeah, we, we uh, have been having a wonderful time here. Let's tell you a little bit about what this is. If you haven't heard us from here before, we come uh, every six months to this show. Thanks to uh, the kind generosity of Hopper Expositions, who helps run the show with the American Equestrian Trade Association. Kent, Kent's kind of busy during the show, so we have a hard time getting him on the air, but he's awesome. Yes, uh, we love Kent and Ginger, who run uh, Hopper and, and are uh, real, is, real I think he's right over the <laughs> or intercom now. Um, so anyway, it's snowing here again this morning, so it looks like we arrive in the snow and leave in the snow. But uh, in the meantime, there are thousands of vendors here that come to this show every six months. And what they do is they come here to show off their products, vendors and manufacturers and uh, wholesa- distributors, wholesalers. 
come to show off their products to the retailers that are here to stock their store shelves for the year 2013. We get to see it first. That's right. We get to check out all of the stuff here and see what's coming up in 2013. We've done a bunch of interviews that we're going to play in future episodes here over the next couple of weeks of all the different shows here on the Horse Radio Network. Yeah. There was some really, you know, I think we're going to talk more during the show about what the trends that we see here and what's changing for 2013 in equestrian products. But uh, one of the things that Jennifer and I, uh, being geeks and kind of nerdy and technical, uh, there are a lot of products that are more technical and are really using science and technology uh, to help the horse world, you know? It's cool. They're, t- they're taking the types of um, research and development that they would t- you would typically see in the medical fields or in the technology fields, and they're starting to apply it to more and more horse products. So uh, we've got some interviews today, as well as some of them that we've gotten to can to play on other episodes, from with some really good, solid science behind it. And that's that's going to be exciting for horse people, I think. Well, we have a bunch of interviews lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about high visibility products. We're going to be talking about a product here very shortly. That's Our called, favorite topic. Yeah, that's called Winky Wash. You'll hear more about that. Uh, we also have, uh, speaking of high tech, uh, some very practical products for the barn uh, from, from uh, is it Perot or P-I-R-I-T? How do you say that anyway? Purit. Purit. Purit heated products. We were fascinated by that stuff. The the story behind how this came about is wonderful. I loved talking with this fellow. I I can't wait to chat with him. People from Stetson will be coming over, a company out of England called Equitech. Uh, We have Hero, Hero, which is a product uh, for the hooves that we talked to, and then a a line of bits that we hadn't seen before. And, of course, all of us are bit uh, fanatics. If you're into horses, you're into bits. So we're going to learn about the, uh, I don't even know how to properly say the name. We're going to wait till they get here. Yeah, we're going to butcher that. (laughs) You know, one of the interesting trends that I saw um, as a very general trend, each time we come out, each year, we're seeing more and more European products and European manufacturers, the manufacturer direct, coming to the ADA show to promote their product, and get a feel for how the American market is going to react, whereas previously, European products came to the United States via a large distribution company. Some, for example, Miller's in its day. You would see European products come to America via a giant distributorship, and now the folks who make those products are bringing them here direct. Um, Oftentimes, they don't even have um, a warehouse here in the United States when they bring them here, but it's kind of cool to see the the new stuff and some of it you, you American eyes look at it and you kind of raise your eyebrows and go really <laughs> like that the blue uh, the blue pajamas we saw yesterday yes all the rage in the UK uh, but very different than what we would associate a fly sheet trying to remember what the name of that company was it was hoodie uh, snuggy snuggy hoods it wasn't a snuggy company that we're familiar Not with snuggy huggies uh, but they're out of England but they make this and. It, it's a certain shade of blue that they say scientifically proven to that replies won't land on it. Which I thought was, can I please have that in a t-shirt, a hat? And a, yeah, and a exactly. T-shirt? I want my whole outfit. Now, it's a kind of a baby, baby blue, it's, I would say. It's, it's baby, baby blue. Yeah. It's not pretty. It's, no. a, it's not, I would say, the most attractive, but it's very bright. Uh, yeah. Yep. You, you kind of wonder why the flies aren't attracted to it. 
Uh, but, they, uh, but to say it works, and I'll tell you what, they have a lot of evidence and people that uh, have used it sending in pictures and saying they're, they're especially, uh, there are a lot of horses that have issues with fly bites and, you know, really react to it. So this certain color blue, I never knew that. So there was something we learned. Uh, and I think we're going to see be seeing a lot more of that color blue now. Well, once the word gets out, yeah, somebody's going to patent that color for fabric or something. <laughs> Another something we're going to be doing on the show here today, by the way, we're at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of King of Prussia. For all of you that have gone shopping in King of Prussia, it is, uh, it is a shopping mecca uh, here in, in, uh, near outside of Philadelphia, just to the north of Philadelphia off the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Four miles north of the Arctic Circle. Yes, that's right. And uh, what, one of the things that uh, we're going to be doing today is we're, go- we, we're going to be spinning our wheel that we have here. We have uh, like a casino wheel here, and we have all different uh, prize amounts. Uh, and what the prizes are are going to be advertising, free advertising that we're going to be given to the vendors or the retailers that are here that have dropped their cards in our bucket. And we're going to be spinning that wheel, what, three times today? Yes. So we're going to be getting an idea, or you're going to be hearing that, and uh, we'll be doing that as, as we get guests on. We'll, we'll have them help us uh, pick out the cards. Now, I can't actually see the wheel, Jennifer, so we're probably going to have to turn it my direction. Oh, good so point. I can actually you can see, see it. The back yeah, of I can it. see the yeah. back of it. I don't know what anybody's winning, so we'll have to fix that. <laughs> Jamie is off today. She is uh, out. I think she's in Vegas, actually, visiting her husband. At least that was the original plan. That Who knows if that has changed? But she'll be back on Wednesday. We'll both be back. Uh, on Wednesday, we'll be back in our warm studios in Florida where it's supposed to hit 90. Oh, uh, this and it, week. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be horses in the morning if we didn't talk about food for at least a little while. Yes. So last night when we went to dinner, I had an um, artichoke Asiago cake on in honor of Jamie since she didn't get to be here this time around. That was your vegetarian that delight. Was my vegetarian delight. It tasted neither like Asiago nor artichoke. But you loved it. But it was good. It was kind of potatoy and crunchy. Like a potato cake. Kind of it thing. reminded me a little bit of a potato cake. Yeah, deep fried. Can I uh, put in my uh, my bitch for the morning? Sure. Why don't we have a Wegmans uh, grocery store oh, in Florida? Job. That is the nicest damn store around. <laughs> <laughs> we have grocery really feel stores like that. Yeah. We need one of those. And, and what we had uh, burgers and a new burger joint because typically when we come here to the uh, convention center, it's in the middle, what appears to be the middle of nowhere. It's in a very large complex with very few stores in it. It's mostly empty real estate, but they finally got a couple of restaurants in here. Yeah, we finally have a place to eat when we come to the show. Eat without having to fight Philadelphia traffic. And uh, we went to a little burger joint over uh, on the other side of the parking lot with, with high hopes because it was very ador- It was cute. It was a very retro, lots of chrome everywhere and very nice staff, but food pretty disappointing. Yep, so yep. thus far, Philadelphia overall is a very disappointing food town for us. Yes, yes, and every every other restaurant is completely packed and you can't get in. Yeah, so that's don't how it works when you're here. Don't even bother going. <laughs> All right, Jennifer's going to get our first guests lined up here and also going to turn the wheel so I can actually see it. Uh, we'll fix that. And so while she's doing that, uh, there were lots of we, – we did some interviews, uh, as I said, for future shows here couple of the uh, product lines, American Hat Company. What a fascinating guy. You're going to hear from him here in the future. What a neat guy he was and uh, knew everything about the Western world. And you know, we learned more about cowboy hats and what you're supposed to do that, than, than I ever knew, what, well, that there were actually rules about cowboy hats. So, and that different, uh, different, different uh, disciplines use different kinds of hats and things like that. Uh, we, we talked to, so, to some supplement companies, uh, 
We're going to talk about a little bit on this show this morning, and we did an interview with a guy from that has the KBF 99. So where you're going to find out what KBF 99 is. There you go, Jennifer. Now I can actually see the spinning wheel, so that's good. Uh, and we have our first guest here with us this morning. I mean, you about two inches from the mic. And we have uh, Tina, right? Yes. Okay, we have Tina with us, and she is with the Blue Stuff. Is that the actual name of the company? No, the company's name is Hey, Where's That? Hey, Where's That? Okay, and I think that a lot of people are going to be familiar with Blue Stuff. Yep, it's getting pretty popular. Yep, so Hey, Where's That? Tell us about the company and how you started. It started, we have a standard bread racehorse stable that my husband and I um, own, and I just got tired of buying products that were ineffective and not safe and didn't smell very well. Um, so I just started mixing stuff up. I've always made lotions and soaps for people. And um, I just started making it and bringing it to the barn. And all the help at the barn would call it, hey, where's that blue stuff? They'd yell down the barn, hey, where's that blue stuff? It would be in a Tupperware container. <laughs> and then everybody started just asking me to make it you know, for them, and then to buy it off me, and then we bottled it up, and here we are. Now, what's it, what is Blue Stuff? What's it do? It's an antifungal, antimicrobial lotion that you can actually put it on your horse any for rain rot, scratches, any kind of skin fungal infection, identified or not identified, and you can turn them. You can actually turn them out in the field. They can go roll, come back in. As long as the next day you go ahead and um, apply it again on the fifth or sixth day, like all the yuck will be coming off when you're applying the lotion. And, and uh, now, do you apply it directly, or do you put it in shampoo, or put it in you know water, or uh, you, you apply the lotion directly? Directly, okay. Mm -hmm. So it works like a direct lotion. Yes, and, and it gets absorbed in, so it doesn't stain um, bandages, blankets, or any kind of wear that the horse has on. And that was your first product, right? Yes, it is. And then you came out with. It's a fungus among us. <laughs> and I love that name. I love your names. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a fungus among us. Yeah. There's a few people I know like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is an antimicrobial, antifungal leg and body wash, right? Yeah. You can use it as a spot wash. You can use it as a leg wash. You can put it in a bucket with um, water and just give a full bath. It has um, grapeseed oil and it has um, lemon oil and chlorhexidine, gluconate, and it it just it just leaves the horse so his skin so soft because of a proprietary blend that we've infused. It's also blue, by the way. That would be the chlorhexidine. <laughs> <laughs> so now this is different in from the first one from the blue stuff in that it is more of a wash than a lotion. It is a wash. Okay. It is a wash. Yes. Okay. Yes, and um, I use that at my barn. Um, in the winter, we don't bathe a lot. We um, we have like a bucket of the, it's a fungus among us in water and our sponge, we wash the legs when they come in and it just keeps the yuck off the legs. Now, Jennifer is familiar with the blue stuff. I love the term yuck. Yeah. That's, a, that's a scientific yeah, horse term. That's right. Yep. It keeps the yuck off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I use it actually, you get some. You use the blue stuff, the, right? I have the blue stuff. The blue I, have stuff that, I have the blue yep. stuff in my barn. Um, and when he gets little bug bites and stuff. You just rub that right in there, and it keeps it from getting. Because down where we are, things get crusty, yeah. and it it avoids the crustiness. And I like that. And it, I also rub it all over my hands too. Yeah, because <laughs> I like it. It smells pleasant, and it it kind of has that moisturizing thing going. Yeah, that and that's really effective. Effective along with the um, ingredients um, in helping you know get rid of the um, fungus. 
okay. at a rain rock because it's not drying it out. It's actually moisturizing it and penetrating and killing it from the inside out. Great for tick bites. When you get the tick in its tail, you get that little scabby spot. Yeah. And it's good for um, scrapes and um, abrasions, cuts. Not real deep ones, but, you know, just... Mm-hmm. They're all, they're all time scratching themselves on something. Oh, I know. They are. It's a horse thing. Yeah. <laughs> and now all right. Yeah, that's stuff. all too serious for the morning show. I mean, we're a show about comedy and humor, and right. you have one of the most humorous products we found here this weekend. You win the award for the best name of a product oh, at the you. show, for sure. And the name is, because it's a topic we love to talk about here on the morning show. Too bad Jamie's not here, because it's one of her favorite topics. I know, she's going to be so disappointed. And that's sheath cleaning. It's one of her favorite topics, and you have a product for that called Winky Wash and Utter Stuff. Yeah. Winky Wash, (laughs) I love that. That's such a great name. So tell us about, I assume we know what it is and for. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, We actually decided that, you know, we wanted to make uh, a different type of sheath cleaning method or, you know, a product. product for it. And um, this is a really emollient, um, pretty much all-natural um, cheese it? cleaner. Sure. Um, and it, I mean, it works effectively. It penetrates. It actually makes the whole sheath cleaning process faster. How? Well, because it's so emollient and the properties that are in it um, penetrate and remove it so fast. And you don't lose a lot because when you squirt it in your hand and you throw up the sheath, I mean, you don't lose it. It's not falling back out of the sheath. It's she is trying so hard to be so careful what, how she says oh, everything here on the morning show. This is a morning show. <laughs> We're only live what to thousands to of people. So now yeah. you, you... How low can I get? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty low here on Horses in the Morning. So you slap it on there. You slap now, it on. Oh, and I just did. Don't drop it. Oh, no, I dropped it and it went everywhere. Oh, oh look at that. I just got winky wash all over the place. I'm glad I didn't get it on my mic. That would have been bad. Where are you going to put that winky wash? I have no idea. I have it right over here. We're good. It's pretty watery. Are you about to demonstrate winky wash? This is live. This is live radio here. Winky wash everywhere. So you've designed it so that. I don't want to say it's sticky. It's not sticky. No. But it has about, I would say it has the viscosity of hand cream. It does, yeah, but it actually. also has like um, a little bit of a liquid soap type. Yeah. It's like a combination. Yeah. Of like those well, that, two. Well, that happens like, too when you have, when you take a lot of brands of liquid soap and your hands are wet and then you squirt the liquid soap on your hand, it promptly slides off your hand. Yeah, this but doesn't. This no. doesn't. And that's, that's one of the main things that we um, wanted to design with something that, you know, wouldn't they slide out. Right, because I don't like cleaning the sheets, and I start cleaning, and it slides back out, and I have to You don't to make... really need to have sheets cleaner on your armpit. No, you don't. No. Well, nor on your floor. <laughs> nor on your floor. Hey, i got to tell you, Winky Wash works well as a, a Moisturizer. on the host tans, too, yeah, because nice. uh, do you rinse I just cleaned it, it up, by the way. It's very, not... Yeah, it's very water-soluble. <laughs> You'll find that out when you rinse your hands. <laughs> If you don't forget. <laughs> well, now, one of the things you said is because, now, would you recommend that you actually apply it and then leave it on before you before you take it off so it actually has time to do well, its thing? Actually, it's so quick that um, what I usually do is I usually stick a warm the hose, warm water, and then I'll apply it. And it just, it's so emollient, and the properties are in it, it penetrates quickly. So it's going to get like that hard crust, 
and also it uh, it extracts the beans pretty quick. The beans, that's the word I was looking for, beans. beans. <laughs> yes, it is, it, it, because the emotion. Because every time we do a show where we talk about beans and, uh, and, and, yeah. and doing that kind of thing, I don't want to eat beans for about a week. Oh, I just no. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it does. It like. With all that emollient, it gets up around that pouch, and they slide out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because they're hard to. It's painful for them if they have big ones in there, big beans. <laughs> and um, you know, we are the it, it only it's, it's only live radio don't, show. Don't drop. We are the only that. live radio show in the world this morning talking about cheese cleaning and beans. Yeah, to guarantee, it. guarantee it. Yep, there's yeah. no question about it. But it's something that it has to be done. That's right. And there are women who love cleaning sheets. And then there are those that don't won't go anywhere near it. So. There's men that don't like cleaning sheets. I know. That's not something we don't like. Jennifer, could you do this, please? Maybe that's why you always had mares. That's why I always had mares. And have to deal with that. That's right. Too. Also, it removes for the other ones. Magnets. Yeah, they get they get crusty too. They do. And it works really well. And usually the mare likes to kind of kick your head off. While you're well, mares just don't do that anyway. Right, they yeah. do. <laughs> at least they get a massage before they they they're at it. That's right, right. Buy her dinner first, and she'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Well, you can find all of these products at thatbluestuff.com. Yes. And in a lot many tax shops across the country. Well, yeah, yeah. we're getting there. Uh, right now, we don't. Um, we are not signed on with any distributor. It is in the um, Caribbean. In Jamaica. <laughs> it hey, is in Jamaica. We have listeners okay. in Jamaica. Okay. Now, it's in um, the Caribbean. It's selling, like, really well over there. But we just haven't, like, really, like, gotten to the point where we feel real comfortable going with a distributor right well, yet. Well, so when you go into your local tax shop and say, don't have the Blue Stuff products. Yeah. Right. Ask for them. Yeah. Right. And you can buy them directly, though, at that at yes, thatbluestuff.com. All right, very good. All well, right. thank you so much, Tina, thank for being you. here. We appreciate it. Sorry, I got it everywhere. That's I got right. my winky That's wash right. everywhere. But you don't forget to wash your hands. I will. <laughs> Before you eat lunch. <laughs> thank you very right. much, thank Tina. We appreciate it. Well, we have our next guest coming over here. It's my good friend from from many, many years ago. We have Lindsay White with us, who everybody will recognize her voice from. Uh, from a certain helmet campaign, but uh, today she's not here talking about helmets, right, Lindsay? No, I am not, Glenn. Well, you have to come in about two inches from the mic. Well, now, Lindsay, we're going to have you do something, though. Before we get started talking about your products today, we're going to spin the wheel the first time. We're going to have you pick out of the bucket, and what we're doing is we're giving away free advertising this morning to vendors and retailers. Wow. And we're going to have you pick out of the business cards here to see who the first one that's going to win is. Let's have Lindsay pick that one out. Let's see who the first, who we got. We, the first company is Dr. Rose's Remedies. <laughs> Who has been a sponsor on our on our network before, so and a good friend of our uh, show for uh, for many many years. So let's give the wheel a spin. You'll probably hear it here. Get spin it good, Jennifer. So we're spinning to see how much advertising Doctor Rose. A hundred dollars in advertising for Doctor Rose's remedies, and I will say that there is it goes up to a thousand dollars. There on the wheel, we have all different amounts from a hundred to a thousand. So Dr. Rose's Remedies wins a hundred dollars worth of advertising. We'll have to let him know that. Thank you, Lindsay, for doing that. That that was a very impressive spin, then. Yeah. <laughs> You've got some strong you have to arm muscles. A little. I think it needs to spin it, a lot it, longer. It's, it's all that mucking out with the strong arm muscles. <laughs> 
Lindsay, so tell us what the new company is and what your new venture is. We You're are, still with Riders for Helmets. Yes, okay. I'm still doing Riders for Helmets, but we're very excited that um, we have are just launching in the U.S. and Canada the U.K.'s number one high-visibility performance sportswear range called Equisafety um, High Visibility. And uh, it's basically high-visibility apparel that's fashionable and trendy and people really are quite excited about already for equestrians, for horses, and for dogs. And it, this is something that's very, very popular in England already. Yeah, it's actually the number one range in England, yeah. And part of the reason, I think, is they tend to ride on the roads a lot more than we do over yeah. here, right? Yes, they do. Yeah, when they hack out on the roads, it's really important to be seen because, uh, unfortunately, there's certain motorists that don't um, obey the rules of horses on the road, and they tend to get too close and go too fast. So wearing the high-visibility apparel gives uh, you a lot more visibility to a driver that's approaching you at speed so it can slow down and go wide around you. Um, but I think in the States, it's a slightly different market. I think it'll be more for the trail riders. Um, that being said, the eventers, endurance, and dressage riders already absolutely love the range. They seem to be going for the pink. Um, the trail riders seem to be going for the orange because I don't think they want to get shot when they're in the woods. Yeah, you actually have pink, bright, 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 bright pink. And then you have uh, you have uh, hunter orange, I would call that. Yeah, it's a very then, bright orange. Yeah, and then you also have yellow, right? A it yellow, a bright nice. yellow color. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the very bright orange, it is kind of hunter orange. It would be great because we have a, we do have that everywhere yeah. here. People worry about that during hunting season, whatever the hunting season in yeah. each state. You know, when we lived here in Pennsylvania, that was a concern of ours because there's a million hunters the the Monday after Thanksgiving Absolutely. that hit the woods. Yeah. And we were always concerned about our horses, but we were always concerned for the next two weeks about riding. So yeah. we always wore orange of some kind. What I really like about these, and I assume the jacket is the best selling. At the this jacket point. is the most popular line so far, but we've also sold a lot of the um, gilet, like the waistcoats and the um, lightweight vests as well that you can throw over anything. Well, the one thing that's nice about the lightweight vests is they do go over anything. And yeah. in the summertime, you could yeah. wear them as well as the winter over your coat yeah. or whatever. Absolutely. But I really like the coats. I just think they're they're that's well made, too. Fetish, yeah, I do. I do have a coat <laughs> fetish. I love coats. But they're well made, too. They're durable. They I think, don't think anyone's going to miss you if you walk around <laughs> the show in that coat. Though. That's true. <laughs> they seem very durable. They are. They're very well made. And um, Nikki, who owns the company in the UK, she is actually an equestrian and she has a master's in clothing design. So she wanted to come up with something that was functional, that was aesthetically pleasing. So it, it looks nice. It's cool and trendy as well. But it was also durable because there's nothing worse than having like flimsy zips and you're a rider with a pair of gloves on and your zip breaks. So she made a very good quality, high high quality product. Um, and I think it's great. I just think the response already has been fantastic. So what? What's uh, so? Your hopes is that you see your uh, your coats all over America. I, I certainly hope so. We've got a lot of range, yeah, retailers that have already signed up, and um, certainly any retailers that are interested can get in touch with us. Now, one of the things too that uh, I heard when I was chatting with some people about this line yesterday uh, was that from a couple of retailers who said, "Well, people don't ride a lot in our area on the roads." And, you know, I would say, yeah, but we all are still concerned about, again, about the hunting issue. Yeah. Um, and just about seeing even if you're in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's and it's even those riders that um, th there's kind of other other aspects of riding where this would be appropriate as well. Those riders that ride at, you know, early mornings or when it's getting right. dark. And so not necessarily out on the road, but if you're out on the farm and you want to be seen and somebody can know where you are at, though, obviously that's an element. And then a friend of mine, she's a dressage rider, and she had a really good point. She said, you know, I go to shows on my own around the country, and if my trailer breaks down and I have to get out at night to look at the tire or to look at the horses, 
I can be seen on the road. Oh, you know, when I'm on the side of an, a side of an interstate, she doesn't want to get hit as she gets out of a vehicle. And every single one of us has had our trailer break down at Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Every one of us. Absolutely. Over, some of us more than others. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just have bad luck there, Glenn. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, where can people find out more about it? Uh, the website is highvisibility.us.com, and it's visibility with a S, not a Z. Okay, so high visibility with an S. Dot us dot com. Dot us yep. dot com. Absolutely. All right, very good. Thank you, Lindsay. We appreciate you stopping thank by. Thank you and, so much, Glenn and, and, and Jennifer. thank you for the coats. Thank you very They're much. They're great. Okay, we appreciate thanks. Bye bye. Oh, by the way, Lindsay's brother is here from Australia, and uh, he has been a big hit this weekend because oh, he's he a good-looking guy with an Australian accent. And, well, I don't uh, quite know he's got an Australian accent. He's English, saying but, that, but he morphed does. into an Australian accent, I think. I don't know yeah. why yours hasn't changed into a I'm southern accent sure. living in Kentucky. You no. should be saying y'all every other word. I, I know I should. But, yeah, he dresses quite dapper as well, so I think the ladies like that. Yeah, he was a big hit. Yeah, I think a lot of your sales came from uh, bringing him over. bring him back to the next show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to take a break here for a commercial. We're coming to you live this morning from the Ada Trade Show in Philadelphia. That's the American Equestrian Trade Association in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We have a bunch more guests talking about a bunch more cool products that you're going to be seeing on the store shelves here coming up in 2013. But first, we're going to take a break for our sponsor, Omega Alpha. Winter season is the time of year when our horses' respiratory systems often show signs of stress. More time in the barn, traveling long distances to winter quarters, and back-to-back competitions for weeks on end can all take a heavy toll on your horse's respiratory system. That's why Omega Alpha Equine has developed a variety of products to keep your horse's airways functioning properly. Airwaves, Lung Flush, Herbicoff, Respifree, and Stasis have all been developed to keep your horse's respiratory system in peak condition. Ask for Omega Alpha's all-natural products at your local tack and feed supplier or visit them online at OmegaAlphaEquine.com. That's OmegaAlphaEquine.com. Well, we're back here live at the American Equestrian Trade Association in Philadelphia. We have a number of guests coming up for the rest of the show. We might even run a little bit long today because uh, we have so many guests lined up. That's because you just like to gab. And I like to talk. And, and you love to talk about products. So this is, this is yeah, where Jennifer is uh, in heaven. Christmas. Well, well, one of the things we mentioned earlier in the show, Jennifer, was how we're seeing a lot more products that are bringing technology into, into the products. A lot more than we've seen in the past in the horse world. And a gentleman that just sat down here is uh, one of those people who's bringing and that's William, is it Ferone? Ferone, yeah. Ferone? Yeah. And you're with, how do you say the name? We say Pirate. Pirate? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> P-R-I-T. Pirate Heated Products. When we saw this, we went, oh, my God, why didn't we have this 20 years ago? And, and apparently when you invented it, you said the same thing. Why does well, this product exist? Yeah, I got very tired of carrying my waters, uh, the water to my wife's horses all winter. Now, you are a horse husband, right? I am a horse husband. Oh, welcome to the club, by the way. <laughs> I'm America's horse husband, so yeah. I know all about this stuff. What you have developed is a different new kind of heated hose. Yes. So tell us about it. Well, what we did is... Um, you know, in the wintertime, hoses freeze, and you find yourself carrying water, sloshing buckets. So we, uh, back in 2005, uh, I started to work on designing a heated hose that would allow for the use of running water outdoors in cold weather environments. Um, the result is the Pirate Heated Hose. We now manu- uh, sell it all over the world. Um, it basically has uh, resistance wire embedded in the inner core of the hose. We have a cord set at one end. We have a thermostat at the other, so it comes on and off on a need basis. 
um, and allows you to have a maintained water line or one-off tasks um, and get water out to your livestock. Heated hoses in the past were always clunky, big, and they tended to, they were built in layers and, and they, they, were, they were just hard to manage. Well, you know, the, most of the, the previous heated hoses were all designed for very specific commercial industrial applications. They were trying to carry fluids from one machine to another at very high temperatures, four, five, six hundred degrees. Um, in order to manufacture a hose like that, you needed to use materials such as Teflon and stainless steel. So the, the end result was a hose that was very, very expensive. Uh, and I just wanted running water. So I set out and designed this hose. Uh, it's very simple in its design. Uh, we do have a patent, I'm happy to say, um, and uh, we make it in 12, 25, 50, and 100-foot lengths. Um, we saw a lot into the ag industry, a lot into the RV industry, uh, commercial construction. Anyone, you'd be amazed how many different people need running water outdoors in cold weather. So for, 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 the, for the horse farm, yeah. uh, now what happens is the part that, at the end that hooks into your water spigot, yeah. there's also a plug. Right. And that can be plugged into extension cord or... Well, technically, UL-499, which is the safety standard here in the United States, applied to any product that's considered an outdoor heated appliance, says you cannot use an extension cord. Oh, is that right? Uh, okay. Same thing with stock tank deicers, same thing with buckets, uh, heated buckets. Okay. Anything... So you really need to have a... Shame on you, people. Shame <laughs> on you. Yeah. We've don't, seen those extension cords. I don't know many farmers that happen to have a three-pronged plug out near their side. I was just going to say, yeah. Said, you're not supposed to do it. Yeah. Um, so technically, uh, you, you should have a three GFCI, three-prong outlet within uh, six feet of your, your oh, so water there's a, supply. There's a longer cord on it to reach right. your outlet. Oh, foot. thank you. Oh, good, yeah. The, yeah. The trend I was picturing was, the two, you have one-foot cord oh, for everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Six-foot so, cord, that makes good sense. Yeah, six-foot cord, and uh, so you plug it in. Um, you then at the other end we have a disc thermostat. See, this is where I this is what really attracted us to this is the fact that it is thermostat controlled. So, so we're not wasting electricity and constantly have electricity going through that hose. Exactly. And then the thing is, you can either use it to maintain the water line 24/7, but if if you don't want to, as long as you disconnect it from your water supply and don't leave some sort of spigot on the on the male end of the hose, you can unplug it and let it freeze. Come over to the barn in the morning, plug it in, give it 10 or 15 minutes, it'll thaw out and it's ready to use. Oh. So depending on who the end user is, what their specific needs are, I mean, some people have automatic waters on their troughs, so they'd want to maintain that water line. So when the float, float switch drops, it'll refill the, the tub. Uh, but others are just looking to go around once a day and fill water buckets right. and, and top off the, the, the stock so tank. if it's being used out of doors, because you're from Vermont, you, yeah. you guys are the um, experts in cold and ice. It's, there's snow on the ground, or the ground is in that permafrost state, which I suspect in Vermont is a long time each year. Would you recommend leaving it turned on, or is it better to, to turn? The, my, the reason I ask is there's going to be a certain period of time that ho if it's so cold out that the hose, the water inside the hose freezes solid, right? And it's 12 degrees outside, and the ground temperature is 12 degrees. I don't want to wait a long time for it right. to frost. So there's kind of a balance yeah, act. And again, having experience again, with the hose, you would... That, that's up to the end user to mm -hmm. decide. I mean, it, you, there are different factors that are going to determine how long it takes a hose to thaw out. It, it, wind chill is a big factor. Um, yes. How much water was left in the line to freeze, how cold the ambient temperature is. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to you. And so if it's, if it's windy out, it's going to take a lot longer to... Exactly. 
Good point. So, we oftentimes don't take that into account. Yeah, the wind chill is probably one of the bigger factors to freezing, uh, almost more so than the, the ambient temperature itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cold wind chill is going to freeze something much quicker uh, than just the, the air but temperature. But zero degrees overnight, you left it plugged in, come morning time. We've been tested to minus 42. Wow! Um, That's pretty cold. Yeah, and the only reason it's forty minus forty two is we couldn't get the freezer any colder. <laughs> <laughs> now, does it become brittle when it gets really cold? Yeah, I mean, if it's not plugged in and if it's if it's not plugged in and heating, it will become brittle. We just have okay, just like any other hose. Just like any other hose. We okay. Had, we had some people up in North Dakota just recently took a, a couple of twenty five foot hoses directly out of the box, uh, but they had been stored outside, and they went to try to unravel, un- uncoil them, and they snapped them. Uh, what they should have done is plug them in first, let them heat up Note a bit, yourself. and then then uncoil. Yeah, I mean, right. we we took care of them, but it was uh, you know it was sort of a yeah. Um, if it's not actively heating, it's it's just like a normal garden hose. So it, yeah, and at that temperature, I think pretty near anything's going to snap. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think another place that you mentioned too that uh, a lot of horse people have uh, living quarters trailers right and do have a hose hooked to water supply when they're parked somewhere at a show or something exactly and they're perfect for that too because that's the other thing that happens is you that hose freezes in the cold and then you don't have running water now not that a lot of horse people really like going somewhere when it's that cold into their horse in their horse trailer but right (laughs) Right. but we do we do do it yeah Yeah, so there are a lot of rv applications a lot of uh ag applications a lot of construction concrete now the Thermostat is permanently set. Yes. That's not something you would what, What's the temperature set? Comes, once the thermostat sends the temperature dropping below 43 degrees, it starts okay. to activate the hose. Okay. Um, so, so even before freezing. It's exactly. Set. And it's just within the industry. I mean, I think you'd find that on a heated bucket or a heated stock tank. Yes, it's just sort of the standard temperature. I don't know who came up with it or why, but 43 seems to be the right number. Right. Very good. Yeah. Well, this is cool. I mean, I think this is a this is a great product. Is there? Do, do we know a price point here? You're just bringing it. Well, uh, a, a 50 foot hose. Uh, we have an MSRP of 149.95. Uh, the 25 is 109.95. A 12 footer is 89.95. Uh, and the 100-footer is 219.95, which is more expensive than a regular hose is sure going to be, but a lot less hassle. Well, you know, I like people to understand that this, as much as this is a hose, it's 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 an electrical appliance, and it should be treated and respected as such. Um, and uh, with the proper care, it should last you years and and uh, make your life a lot easier. And for all the women out there who who get their horse husbands to help out in the winter time, if you want them to be a happier horse husband, get one of these hoses. Exactly, because we'll carry a lot less buckets. Now, I, on the other hand, though, think that sometimes they have us do that to build up our muscles so we look better. There you go. Maybe. But buy them a gym. Yeah, membership. Yeah, we'll appreciate that much more. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is great. Where can people find out more about it? Where can they buy it? Well, we we have a number of retailers throughout North America. Uh, We do have a website. It's www.piratehose.com. That's P-I-R-I-T-H-O-S-E.com. We do have a dealer locator on the website, and you can also purchase our products on the website. Oh, very good. So they'll just be shipped to you. And there's plenty of winter left, believe me. We're not even into uh, February and March yet. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's terrific. This is a great product. I really like it. Thank you, William, for stopping by. Well, we thank appreciate you for it. Having me. You can find it again at uh, Pirate Hose, P R I T Hose.com. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Bye bye. We're going to uh, take a break here for a couple of minutes uh, for a song, and then we're going to come back with more guests for you this morning. We have a bunch of them lined up and uh, more high tech products. 
and uh, and we're going to spin the wheel time two more times uh, so that uh, some vendors and some retailers have a chance of winning uh, big big advertising bucks on the wheel up to a thousand dollars. So we're going to be back. You're going to hear a little bit of uh, where? What are we going to play next? Let's play Trish Lynn. It's time to ride. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Trish Lynn, it's time to ride. You can find all of her music at trishlynn.com. This is Glenn the Geek, and I am back with you live here at the American Equestrian Trade Association show in Philadelphia. We've been having a lot of guests on talking about new products here coming up in 2013. We have uh, Coach Jen with us today. Jamie is off. She's out uh, gallivanting around Las Vegas with her husband somewhere. So, I don't know. Las Vegas, Ada. I'm okay with Ada. I don't know. I'll <laughs> take Las Vegas. It's warm there right now. <laughs> I think we should have Ada in Las Vegas. Thank There's you. There's a thought. We we'll suggest that. Well, we have our next guest on. We're going a little bit western here this morning, and we have Lisa Zeros Vanderbos. Did I get it right? 
pretty close. Pretty close. Come on, right, we're about one inch away from the mic. Okay. And you are with the company that does Stetson Clothing and Roper Clothing. And uh, boots and, and footwear. And boots and footwear. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that company. And they're not related to the Stetson Hat people, which is something we learned this weekend. We aren't the same company as we don't manufacture the hats, but okay. we are all related through a relationship through the master brand Stetson. We all pay a licensing fee to use the Stetson name. And the Stetson parent company is actually based right in New York. So they're actually. Oh, I didn't know that. To us. You'd mm-hmm. think Stetson would be in Texas. I know. <laughs> it's not. It's an East Coast based company. It's a licensing company out of New York. And so they license the brand to uh, Cody, who does the fragrances. They have a bourbon company. They make blankets, uh, eyewear. Uh, hats and apparel and boots. Oh, very good. So tell us about tell us about Roper and Stetson Clothing and a little bit about the history of that. Well, Carmen Incorporated is the parent company, and it was started by uh, Sam Mandelbaum and a man with a lab, Jack Karsh, I believe was his name, clear back in 1949 mm-hmm. in Denver. Um, they had both worked for other apparel companies and, like many entrepreneurs, thought they could do it better themselves and started manufacturing shirts, Western shirts and apparel back in 1949. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long ago. We're in our yeah. 65th year as a manufacturer, and we're, we're probably one of the top 10 largest Western apparel and footwear manufacturers out there. And Lisa looks really good because she's wearing the clothes here today. Yes. She's all styling. She's styling. Yeah. She's she every, day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> well, tell us what, what are the best sellers in the lines? Um, you know, right now, the trend in Western is a lot of fringe. A lot of Native American-inspired garments, fringe, Aztec patterns. So that really cycles um, like any other clothing. Sure. It because that was in 25 years mm-hmm. ago, too. And with the core audience, so our customers in Oklahoma, Texas, the Northwest, Montana, big sky country, um, wide square toe boots for, for riding. And um, for women, though, right now, very pointed boots with inlaid exotic hides, very colorful embroideries. Um, very The boot really is the the pinnacle piece in a woman's wardrobe right now. So the rest of her wardrobe might be basic, you know, a great canvas for putting a boot or really bold jewelry against. And that's where Stetson really shines. We do some beautiful basic pieces for women that could be in an English store or a very Western store. And then you could, you know, take it one way or the other, where whether you wore tall riding boots or whether you wore a Western pointed toe boot, it could look very different. So, so are you seeing more because... You're the person who sees the face of the tax shop that's about to stock your product. Mm-hmm. You're seeing more and more crossover with English stores carrying Stetson and Roper products? Yes, and especially Stetson. Um, we see actually even more mainstream stores carrying pieces that have a small Western influence because it's in style right now. If you were to go to King of Prussia Mall here, you would see Nordstrom stocking boots with fringe or moccasins. They would have, uh, you know, maybe native, uh, a, ch- a chief with a headdress on printed on a T-shirt. So it's not just our industry. It's really crossing over into mainstream. One of our best-selling dresses last year was in a very mainstream catalog that um, sells more outdoorsy um, lifestyle mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our best-selling items was in their catalog last year. Well, I, t- I think what we're also seeing on the English side of things, especially in the hunter-jumper world, is those girls have the big belt buckles now, and they're wearing the cowboy boots. I mean, they really are blinging it up. Yeah, and I did see one of the vendors here had a belt that was, uh, it was a really thin belt, where in Western it would be a wide belt, but it was a very thin belt covered in Swarovski crystals. So that's something that's directly related to the Western industry, and we've been wearing those belts for four or five years. I know, and you guys have been always bling. I mean, yeah, and then a little brighter, just, a little yeah, bolder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been going on for, for you know, the, mm-hmm. I remember back what in the 50s and 60s, it was, I mean, 
just out there bling. Well, my my standard the, rule is if I'm dressing the Roy Rogers Dale Evans kind of bling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And my rule always is if I'm if I'm dressing, you know, for something in mainstream clothing, I'll get dressed and look at myself, and I'll take one thing off. If I'm getting dressed in my uh, work or cowgirl wardrobe, I always layer two or three more things on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, There's more is more in Western. More is more. That's awesome. I had a question and it's escaped me now. Where was it? Um, oh, you had mentioned Savorsky crystals. Is the crystal the bling of choice right now? Because I know it goes through these phases where it's, it's jade for a while mm-hmm. or it's amethyst for a while. Then the different stones go in and out. Is that the is that the thing right now? You know, I would say that the Swarovski crystals are still important. But we're also seeing Rhine studs, which is a flat metal stud that has some faceting, so it sparkles. We're seeing a lot of sequins also. Really? And then sequins are coming back. Yes. Dale Evans really is coming yeah, back. Right. And, and fringe. We have several garments in our Roper line, in our more moderately priced line, where we have fringe with sequins stitched to the fringe. And then, oh, so you really sparkle when you walk. And we have some dresses that are fully sequined on the front. And they don't, they're not, they're tonal. So it's a navy dress with navy sequins. It's just you get shimmering mm-hmm. when you walk. Um, and heavy threading and stitching on jeans. So it was very sparkly um, pockets and rears, and now we're seeing heavy threaded, cruel embroidery stitching. So mm-hmm. just heavier, denser threads are also important. The other thing I'm seeing, too, when you go to a concert, if you go to a, uh, especially a country western, obviously, concert, uh, you see a lot now of d- shorter dresses with the cowboy boots. Absolutely. And we have Taylor Swift to really thank for that. Yeah. When she first started out, that was the look that she wore. And dresses for us, we have a dress in every collection for ne- even next fall. We still see dresses going forward because we don't see boots waning in popularity. And that's the best way to show off your boot is to have a skirt or a dress on. Yeah, or short shorts if it's in the summer because you see a lot of that. We see that. We <laughs> hopefully see that mostly on very young, nubile Yeah, you do. Unfortunately, we all. Also see it on other people, yeah. But yes, we did in both our spring and summer line. We had at least one or two and beaded. So you go back to that native trend. We had short shorts with heavy um, native type beading artwork on the pocket, on the coin pocket, or on the back pocket. Mm-hmm. We had the uh, pleasure, thanks to you, mm-hmm. of speaking with the gentleman uh, that. Uh, let me see his name here. Uh, Keith Money. from uh, the American <laughs> Hat Company. We will be hearing his interview in weeks to come. Here, mm-hmm. we recorded that yesterday. We learned so much about cowboy hats and and all the different styles and all the different disciplines now using different types of cowboy mm-hmm. hats and and you know we talked pretty much about everything color and mm-hmm. and make and things like that and of course you know that all goes with the look i mean sure. it, you you top it off with that hat and well you t- and and hats typically um there is a function for them you know as far as the sun but for our industry, hats are their regulation. I mean, when you go into an arena anywhere, even if you have a child in high school rodeo, you are not allowed behind the shoots or help to help produce the rodeo in the arena unless you wear a hat. It's a it's a rule. I mean, you can't compete or you can't participate in any way without that hat on. You just know that, didn't you? You think it would be a protective <laughs> advice or device with <laughs> rule. That rule yeah. came about before there were protective devices. devices yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is a very stringent dress code even at the high school level um, and junior rodeo level, and you can be disqualified as a contestant if you're in around the arena or in the shoots without your Western wardrobe with a collared shirt, a belt, suit, and a hat. You must wear those or you're, you will be disqualified from the event. Okay, and as a horse husband, please tell me that tight, tight jeans are not going out of style. No, in oh, fact, our, yeah, newest jean, <laughs> our, our newest jean is actually tighter. It's called a, the Pixie Stick. And, uh, oh. 
they're skinny, skinny all the way down to the ankle. And again, it's due to boots being so important that you want to have a jean where you can wear them inside your boot. So, you know, that $300 boot you you it's buy on the outside, is completely yeah. Now, they pay, pay $300 for the jeans, too, but we don't tell Not anybody. Not our that. jeans. No? Okay. Our jeans, um, the average cost on our jeans is around $70. So, oh, right now, right. for premium denim, it's true. Our jean is very much a value. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I thought it'd be higher than that. We'll go back to American Hats for a minute. Um, actually, it was a little bit selfish in getting Keith Mendy up here. My husband also works and sells American oh, Hats really? on the West Coast. I got to wear a $2,000 Cowboy really? hat. $2,000 cow. He only let me wear it for a minute. He didn't let you step out there. No, he didn't that. let me no. leave with it. Well, my no. husband is at the factory, the American Hot Factory. Um, probably within the next 10 minutes, he'll be walking through the door there, getting a tour um, and seeing and seeing the process that Keith described to you. So it's a small world in the Western Edge. We all know each other. I was shocked. We learned a lot from him, and I was really shocked at that, that you can spend $2,000 for a cowboy Well, I think what's been interesting is our second line of boots are handmade, and one at a time, you know, we use only, like, the back strap of the, of the dairy cow to make the soles, the finest quality, one at a time. But we do find that that concert-going person who wants to dress Western for an evening, they come in, and they grab a boot, and they go, oh, I need this for Saturday night. And at $300, they step back. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our Roper line, we've developed an entire line of boots that are synthetic, um, and they're machine-made, and we're able to sell those typically for under $100. So you can get that same look. If you're wearing them once or twice a year. Exactly. Yeah. It gets you through the Saturday Night Kenny Chesney concert. For the um, uh, country wannabe. Because right. you get yeah. $300 on your Kenny Chesney I'm a country tickets. wannabe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can get a boot, that, and it's still a very durable boot. I mean, you can still wear this boot probably, you know, for years because you're only sure. wearing it once a month. You're not wearing it out in the barn, so it doesn't have to have the durability that uh, a, wear, a, a horsebackable boot would have. But, yeah. So we have a great moderate line in our Roper brand I that you can wear anywhere. I didn't know that the Western community had embraced synthetics at this point because we've seen it in the English side for years. You um, wear tall boots that are synthetic. Now, obviously, the synthetic you buy today is not the same as the synthetic you bought 20 years ago. Yeah, it was pretty much crap. Yeah, Yeah. the polyurethanes now, they're breathable, they're porous, they're very comfortable. And from five feet away, you can't tell. Exactly. And that's how our Roper boot line is. And even our Texas customers, um, you know, retailers like Baskins, Cavenders, uh, Shepplers, they have definitely embraced this boot because there is a whole audience out there that doesn't understand the the art of boot making, and they can't justify that that higher end price. Yeah, they're not going to spend three hundred dollars on a boot. Or, yeah. They'll buy two pairs and yeah. have them, you know, for different weeks. So they've really embraced it and stocked it heavily, even in our core states like Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> now, I want to thing. I want to go back to what you said earlier. One of the style trends, and uh, maybe this We've is we've already covered tight jeans. No, I know. I, I'm, I'm still stuck on that one. Um, but no, we. I have very wide feet, and you're talking about these. How do girls fit into those pointy, or guys for that matter, fit into those pointy-toed boots? Well, the, they're poor little p- toes. The pointy toe is just an illusion, and the boot, you still fit the boot to your arch. So you may not have any foot in the last, you know, two to two and a half well, inches couldn't. of that Your toes boot. would be all right. smashed up. No, you're fitting your arch, <laughs> and it's going to hold and give you support. And what's left down at that narrow toe, your, your foot's not in that part of it. Oh, it's a good thing. So, yeah. good and thing. if it is, if you have the wrong size. Yeah. <laughs> No, if if you go to the store and your toes are sticking to that pointy part, right. they've got if your toes are pinched, your boot does not fit. <laughs> you know, it's funny too because we talk about tight jeans and we joke about that, but we were talking about this yesterday how how one of the big mistakes and you see this on what not to wear the show, what not to wear. By the way, there should be that for for the country show. I know, there should be. Yeah, they're great. But 
one of the things that they are always talking about out there is buy clothing that fits, not clothing that you think should be your size. Right. Because you look so much thinner if you're actually in a bigger size that actually fits you. And that's a mistake that a lot of us make, men and women. I think some people make the opposite mistake. They think that by wearing something large and baggy, it's more flattering. And that's not flattering either. Truly, Stacey London is correct. Uh, wear clothes. <laughs> Don't look at the tag. No. Try it on. Try it on. Yeah. And that was one of the tricks we used to use uh, back in the day when we had a store. People would come in to try it, particularly with shoes and a little bit with breeches, too, because you have to get it off the shelf for them. And it's very mm-hmm. an interactive process, yes. getting a pair of boots. And I never told them the size. Right. You, well, what size is the pair you're wearing? Well, let's look. okay, that's what it is. And I, you don't tell them the size until they say they love it. Well, and especially in boots, every manufacturer has typically a proprietary last. And so, you know, our Stetson last is different than a Lucchese last, which is different than a, you know, a Justin last. So you might be a seven and a half in a Justin boot and you might be an eight and a half in a Stetson boot. You should never get married to a size. And men do it more. Women are used to varying, you know, three three half sizes either direction. Men get married to, I'm a ten and a half double E. Yeah. And sometimes they're not. In a different boot, they might be an 11D. So don't get married to a size. Let the boot expert fit you and go with what feels right in your arch and isn't pinching a toe and, you know, lifts a quarter inch in the back. And 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 for the ladies out there, who cares what size your foot is anyway? Feet definitely are not. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? cares? Although, no, my jean size is a little more of a private. Yeah, I see. There you go. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are a fair number of folks out there, and I think we see it less generationally that try on the shoe or the boot. Oh, this is lovely. What size is it? Ten. Oh, dear. I can't buy these. And that does happen a fair amount. And you're really doing yourself a disservice because not only um, is it not going to fit and maybe not change how it looks, but um, just like the horse, no foot, no human either, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to walk after a while, people. But that's very interesting about the proprietary last. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. We, we each develop, and boot designers and, and are very proud when they develop a last that is a wonderful fitting last, but they go on for, you know, for 65 years. You, know, you can use a last, and that's your fit. You develop that, the form and the shape of the boot that you know, holds your foot. You know, a good last is what makes good boot companies last you know, go on and have success forever. A bad last, and you have usually an IR boot or something where you have to start over. Oops. So that's the, a new the last yeah. is the basis of of any boot or shoe. That's a little mold shape like a foot. mold, and you pay for and when you when you become a boot manufacturer, you pay for every single size um, when you open a last. So if you have a broader range of sizes, it's more expensive for you to start your brand right, right. because you have to pay for every single size of shoe right. in the last. You have to have one for every size. Well, where can people learn more and see your products? What website? They can go to um, many different places. They can go to the Stetson and like our Stetson page on Facebook. They can go like Roper on Facebook, and that's where we post the most up-to-date happenings. They can go to eroper.com for Roper products that are available to the consumer now. And they can go to Stetson.com, and that website is actually run by New York, and you can see about all the Stetson products available out there, the, the bourbon, the boots, the apparel, so many places you can learn more about our brand. And, of course, it's available at most uh, most uh, Western stores or tax shops or whatever throughout the country. Uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky. We live in Ocala, and we have we, we must have, within 10 miles of us, 
between Western stores and tax shops, we probably have 10 of them. Oh, and we, Alcala, we, def, we definitely have a store there. Yes, store you do. A big one. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. So, yeah, so it's uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to learn about all of this stuff. Can we get you to do a favor? We are going to do another spin of the wheel to, okay. for a vendor or retailer to win uh, advertising up to $1,000 here. So this is our second drawing. So if you'll pull the card out to see who's going to have a chance of winning. Okay. What do we got there? We have Horse Quencher. Horse Quencher. Very good. Yeah, that's a that's a good company. We met them yesterday. They uh, make a product that you actually put in, in water to help your horses drink, which obviously is very important okay. uh, this time of year and especially in the summertime. So Horse Quencher has a chance to win advertising. Jennifer's going to spit. I'll get the microphone so we can hear it. And spit it hard this time. Not that it was wimpy spins. This is a roulette. Uh, there we go. There goes the wheel. Wheel of Fortune. There we big go. Money, we'll see what time of uh, Yeah, that's right. Big <laughs> money. $250 of advertising for Horse Quencher. We'll let them know. Thank you so much, Lisa, you, for being with for us. We appreciate me. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Take care. And I think we have our next guest on deck over here, ready to go. We're going to change on, on deck. On deck is what I meant to say. Um, and we're going to uh, – oh, let me write that on there. There you go. And we're going to change up the accents a bit here from a southern accent. Uh, to a very, very different one. <laughs> With, uh, and next up, we have from Equitech, which is a company out of the UK, right? Yeah, out of England. We have Laura, Laura Thompson, and she's with us all the way from the UK. You flew in just for this, didn't you? I did indeed. You need to be about an inch from the microphone there. So tell us about Equitech. What, what is Equitech? I'm new to the United States. We are. We've been based in the UK now for about 21 years, and we literally do everything for the riders. So from leisure wear, from kids, to men's, to then through to competition wear, we literally cover absolutely everything. Gloves, you name it, we do it. And what makes Equitech a little bit different than the other lines that we see out there? Um, I mean, apart from our custom-made jackets, which literally build... Oh, which were absolutely beautiful. They are. And they had the little kids one over there. You're the one that had the little kids <laughs> one over there. So cute. <laughs> you can literally build your own jacket, choose your own cloth, your colors, your buttons. So at least you're like unique to everybody else. Yeah, it's really cool. And now, what what else is in the line? Tell us a little bit about the other things okay, in the line. Okay, we've just put over here a hunting jacket, which you guys have gone mad for. Um, they start at 351.25, come in black and navy for ladies, and then just black for men. Why why is that jacket so popular now with the retailers here? What are they what are they picking out about it? They just love it. It's heavyweight. It's waterproof. It's so this is a proper cloth. fox hunting jacket. It is. Yeah. Made of wool. Yeah. That's why we're going. It's waterproof. Yeah, it's got membrane inside. So even if the water comes in, it won't go right through to you. Oh, wow. Great idea. Yeah, because how many times have you fox oh, hunted and they're pouring down? Yeah, right? they, don't, they, don't call, they don't call the hunt for rain. No. No. Or snow <laughs> or, or ice. Snow, or lightning <laughs> or hurricane. It's super warm. It's 1,000 grams of pure new wool. Oh, wow. So um, it's up there. It's one of the best jackets. So you aren't going to have to layer layer 55 layers underneath it, <laughs> yeah. which is what you yeah, used sure. to do. That's always been one of the problems when you hunt in the northeast here in America. It's hard to find a heavyweight wool jacket anymore because the market is really quite small, frankly. Um, so you can get yourself a wool mountain jacket, but it's lightweight. And that's fine when the temperatures are moderate. But when you're out there fox hunting and it's 10 or 12 degrees or your hunt goes out at 7 a.m., you want something a little toastier, and that's lovely to see something like that coming here to America. And also it has secret pockets, so they're all zipped, 
if you want to put anything in. Do you have one of them there? Is that one of them? Let's see, let's see it here. She's going to hand it over to me. And it's gorgeous. And it's got Tattersall oh, on the lining. Oh, it weighs a lot. It is it heavy. Is. It's a very heavy It's gorgeous. Jacket. Oh, yeah, it's that lining is what, what you That's called Tattersall. Yeah, which is a, uh, it's a... It's a very special plaid that's sort of off-white, and the lines are red and navy. And anyone who's familiar with traditional horse clothing will recognize... Does it have a cell phone pocket? It does. If you open it up, it will have um, a pocket along the lining, so you can just pop it in, and it has storm cuff, and it also has a finishing collar. So if you want your collar up to your neck, you can fasten it across. Oh, and wow. Finishes wow. Oh, yeah, it does. Got a button up there. Yeah. So we've been making this jacket for about two years, and we've launched it back in the UK. Oh, and it has cuffs year. on the sleeves, yeah. which is really nice. Keeps the wind nice. out. Keeps yeah, it's got that little out. elastic in there. Yeah. You see it, Jennifer? Yeah, don't pull your ears out, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn's attached to the, there we go. to the system here with his cord. That is pretty. And heavy. I can see it's very warm. Oh, zippers. Good idea. Zipper on the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. That's something secret pockets. You can put anything that you want in there and no one has to know. And that's funny because we're going to be, uh, we had a conversation yesterday with, with, uh, Nancy Silver about flasks and how they're coming back into style oh, again. And people, okay. more and more people are using flasks again. Well, I have a question for you. What's this little tab down here? That's for when you put it up to your neck and you fasten it, you have a clean cut. Oh! In one, so you'll look extremely smart on your horse going around. Oh, because fashion is important when you fox hunt. So when you turn the because a, a fox hunting or a hunt coat is designed, um, so for somebody who doesn't do this sort of thing, it looks a little bit like a men's dress coat. Yeah. And you can turn the collar up on this one, very clever, and it's got a button on each side, and then there's attached down here on uh, near your thigh on the plackets of the jacket is a little tiny wool um, rectangle, and it's got a button hole on each side, and you take that and you connect the two buttons together at the top so your neck stays warm, and then when you're not using it, it has this handy-dandy place to live. You guys thought of everything. And we have been making it for about two years, and every hunting person back home has had their input. So um, nobody has been disappointed so far that they've actually owned one. Is the queen wearing it yet? Um, maybe. Maybe now she's heard me over here. She might want one. <laughs> what else? What else in your line has really caught the attention of the American buyers? Okay, here? I will show you because I have it here. Oh, good. Oh, cool. It's our tweed jacket. Uh. Tweed is really coming back in. in it, it never really has been super popular here in the United States. Well, not since 1920 anymore. Yeah, I think it's becoming popular now. And all our pockets are zipped. And we start from juniors. We start at chest size 22, which is two to three. And we go all the way up to a size 48. So we literally cover all the riders. And we, um, we're, what we're looking at here is a green uh, tweed with a yellow and a blue maybe pattern through it um and it is, beautiful. Just, it is beautiful and the lining's beautiful i mean this is just your classic tweed right. and the, the nice jennifer thing. has always wanted me to own one of these by yes, the way i do um, <laughs> you can arrange that, that yeah you look so lovely that good. the um the nice part about these jackets they're beautifully made and for both men and women and this is something i always took advantage of um, hey, it's a 36. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll try it on. Okay. <laughs> this is the ladies. This is the ladies, so it's oh, going to give you a nice waist. Uh, 
this is a lady's too. Oh, that well, is a lady. Jennifer, you can try it on. Okay. You'll see. Um, <laughs> they double beautifully as business jackets. You can wear them to business meetings so and things like that. We do make business jackets as well because obviously we make all jackets. So if you guys wanted a business jacket, <laughs> see, Glenn. we could get our logo put on it. And we could get our logo. Yeah. Yeah. This is so spiffy. Yeah. Step it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so again, you've made them with a zipper pocket, so they're practical. Gives you a nice weight, so yeah. even if you're not very flattering about your own size, it will make you look stunning from behind. Very, very flattering. And that's the important part. We all know that. And it's fully lined. Stretch. It does have a slight stretch, so when you're on and you need to give the reins, it will allow you. You're not so restricted. Mm-hmm. Breathable. I mean, I ride in our jackets, and I, and I love them. I mean, this is a much lighter weight wool than the fox hunting coat that we looked yeah, at before. That's Are you a fox hunter? I'm too much of a wimp. I can dress up. <laughs> I can go in the leisure field. Come on, there's socks hunting for everyone. I go everyone. for a gallop and I jump a puddle. That is about it. <laughs> no hounds involved. That's right. No, my little Jack Russell comes out. And you know what? The dressage riders over there don't need an excuse to drink out of the flask. No, either. they don't. So, yeah. So <laughs> we just do it. Yeah, that's right. that's right. They don't need an excuse. So now uh, you had a bunch of other stuff, too. You had uh, pants and riding breeches. Yeah, they, and, you have some really wild breeches. Yeah. There. Yeah, we do a lot of breeches. We do full seat. We do half seat. We do all the juniors. We do dinkies. Again, we started two to three. Dinkies? Dinkies. Oh, yeah. my gosh. We started two to three, and we do matching fleeces. Um, and then we're really, really big on our, all of our competition shirts. We've launched a Hextex fabric, which wickers away. Uh, brilliant for show jumping and dressage. Literally name or fox hunting in, in Ocala, Florida. And of course, because they're designed for the UK, you you really have in mind bad weather. I mean, everything you do has to keep that yeah, in mind. Yeah, and we also do sell a lot to Australia, so we obviously do have the crossover where we do have to make lighter fabrics. So or the hot, yeah. will actually suit that because obviously it just wickers away and you stay cool. I mean, I get really hot riding my horse and I stay cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the Hexatex is definitely something to look out for over yeah, the here. Technical, the technical riding shirt is the way to go nowadays, isn't it? It is. It's just more comfortable. You know, when you're on a horse for hours, you don't just want to be, like, sticky and stuck in the saddle. At least these are breathable. And also, when you take your jacket off, they're a fashion as well. No, nothing, nice. yeah, nothing more lovely than a soaking, sopping, sweaty cotton <laughs> shirt, right? Get yeah, that. Exactly. Peel off yeah. when you're get, done. Put the cotton shirt in the rag bag, people, and get yourself a technical shirt, okay? Now, I noticed they're hanging on your rack. There are a lot of colorful breeches, obviously, in your leisure line. Yeah. What is the hot color in Europe for, for leisure Wow. I mean, slate is a very popular Blue, color. Sort of slate gray. It's actually, yes, yeah, slate yeah. gray. It's more gray, like dark gray. Um, and we also do thyme, which is like an off green. And people like it because it's unusual. Not everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Everyone has your blacks, your whites, your beiges. But yeah, slate definitely is quite hot. And obviously people do kit their horses out to what they wear as well. Oh, you've got to be color matchy-matchy. Of course, exactly. Um so, yeah, that's it, really. Now, what do you think will be the hot colors here for the U.S. market? Do you think it's going to be trending about the same? Um, I'd like do you think to... we're going to go wacky and get, like, lime green or something? Well, I'd like to, actually. If you guys have been, I had enough demand for it, I would happily go wacky for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but definitely, the slates are very smart. They're very classy looking. You know, it's interesting because that particular color first in the United States came out in the mid-90s when it was either Miller's or Isers had uh, a slate color, and we sold a lot of it back then. So, again, we talked earlier in the show 
about everything cycles, and we're, we're that's cycling back I in mean, again. Grays and pinks are definitely coming back. Oh, it fits her good. She's got the <laughs> she's got the tweed on it. It looks really good, actually. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jennifer's wearing the tweed. I don't think you're getting that back. We're leaving all stuff here anyway. <laughs> I think that's staying. I don't think that's going anywhere. <laughs> You'll look really smart in a hunt field with that. Yeah. Now in Florida, see, we need. She needs the lead. She almost needs the tweed rather than the wool because uh, you know it's 75 degrees today. So. And they hunt when it's 80 degrees. You know? <laughs> We're not used to that back home. <laughs> You're definitely not. Oh, look at that. Tell us about this next one. So this jacket has got all the cloth. It's made up of all the cloth Sh- that we Show offer. them the front of it. it. It's great. And inside <laughs> all the linings that we do. You should sell linings. that. That's great. I love that. So many people sort of has the clown look. Yeah. <laughs> the way it is. It's just basically so people can visualize what we actually do. You just choose your cloth, you choose your buttons. You also sell buttons separately if you want to change. Oh, that's great. I love that jacket just the way it is. I would wear that. And they're all custom made. So the It's got all the different really colors and the patterns and the pockets are all different colors. And it just looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> have one <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's terrific i love it well where can people learn more about your products they can go on to www.equitechusa.com as we now have a distributor in texas which is very exciting and um, so all of our american customers can now buy direct from here um so yeah just go on look at the whole new ranges on there we've got all of our new spring summer items coming out in march so watch this space and have a look online. And that's Equitech. That's spelled E-Q-U-E-T-E-C-H dot com. That's correct. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, have a safe trip home. Wow. <laughs> it's nice to get an accent on here. <laughs> thank you. Well, Jennifer, you, did you steal that coat? or? Um, what coat? <laughs> I, I didn't steal any coat. I don't see any coat anymore. Did you bring coat on? Where's my coat? <laughs> She's going to forget to give it back. That's what's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while we're waiting for our next guest, one of the things that uh, we always talk about every time. What's that? Okay. Uh, One of the things that we always talk about when we come here is the first booth that you see when you walk in the door. And that is the Horse Hollow Press. Um, first booth inside the door. First, the and June has been a friend of ours for years. I think we've had her on this show a couple of times in the past. We've had her over here and had her on the show. But uh, she is the one that makes all of the funny bumper stickers and buttons and pins and things that you see in your tax shops. Yes. You'll see the bumper sticker rack. and well, we, she She's brought, the impulse by Yes, Yes, that's right. And we all have some of their, her bumper stickers on our tack trunks or on your car. You see them everywhere. And pretty much if there's a bumper sticker in the horse world, she makes it. The Horse Hollow <laughs> Press <laughs> makes it. And she brought over a list of a couple of the new ones. And, you know, she, you'll see, uh, you know, Make My Hay, uh, Manure Happens, that was hers. Mother Mucker was hers. Uh, Love My Jack. Or, yes, that yeah. was. It was Ooh. years ago. Um, Love My Jack or Don't Come Back. But a couple of the new ones that uh, out this year is Proud Owner of a Very Pretty But Completely Useless Horse, which <laughs> I really liked because all of us have had one of those in the past. Uh, this would... This would be a Ferrari if my wife didn't own a horse, which I'm going to buy. Um, trail riders do it in the woods. Uh, how about 
Uh, the one that came out the last time that's become very popular is WWGMD, which is What Would George Morris Do? And yes, I smell like a horse. No, I don't consider this a problem. And that would be applied to most of the horse women out there as well. So we, uh, we, we love uh, looking at her stuff every year, and that's from Horse Hollow Press. What's the website on Horse Hollow Press? There's at horsehollowpress.com. It Jennifer. is horsehollowpresswholesale.com. So I'm, I'm guessing that horse horsehollowpress.com yeah, would, yeah. would be where. If or you, just look up Horse Hollow, you'll you find it. If you go Horse Hollow Press and the Google and button. And Google, you'll, you'll find it. it. Yep. So thank you to her for bringing that down and sharing with us the new ones for the year. Well, our next guest is here. Oops. Sorry. Um, and I just want to remind everybody, we are broadcasting. Jennifer and I are here at the American Equestrian Trade Association in Philadelphia. And we are, uh, thanks to Hopper Expositions for bringing us here. And we are at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is just above King of Prussia. And I, 40 miles north of the Arctic Circle. And I venture to guess that a lot of the vendors here have had a first-time experience, even the ones that have been coming here for 20 years, because there is now a casino about five miles away. So I think most of them hit the casino. They're looking really tired and broke this morning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer wouldn't let me go, so I'm not as tired and not as broke. Uh, we still have money left. You would have been really broke if you went. And yeah, it's good Jamie isn't here because Jamie and I would have hit the blackjack tables last night, and that would have been bad. I would have gotten no sleep, and I would have been broke. Yes. That's true. And Jamie will be back on Wednesday. She is off today, and we'll be back in the studio, all of us, on Wednesday. So we have Frank Riley, Dr. Frank Riley, with us next. Uh, and he is here to talk about a product called Hero. It's Equine Medical Surgical Associates, and he's actually a veterinarian. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yes, I'm a horse veterinarian for uh, the last 25 years. So when you design products, you're designing them from your experience. Right, yeah, where there's there's gaps and that certain medications aren't working and uh, we needed something else to help with these horses. And so uh took us a couple of years to figure out the right blend and, and which was uh, low starch and uh, testable. And uh, after that period of time, we came up with the product Hero. And so tell us about Hero. What is it and what's it do? Well, this is for uh, insulin-resistant horses, horses with uh, high uh, insulin on blood tests, horses that uh, struggle when they're on grass, that founder easily or laminitic. A lot of ponies, especially, that it's not if, it's when they usually will founder. Yeah, they're the so, little fat ones. Right. Yeah. yeah, And minis, too, I would assume. Yeah, a lot a lot, lot with the minis. Uh, I'd say that's, that's, that's the biggest group. And then next would probably be your Morgans and your Passos. Oh, really? Yeah, Morgan, Passo... Uh, uh, I, you know, we I have Passos you know. in our neighborhood, and I never thought of them as the overly heavy kind, you know? Uh, they, they, well, for some reason, they... There's they, no grass where they live. Oh, that's true. We live yeah. in Florida. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. They uh, they just have that genetic com- component that's uh, very thrifty when they're given even normal amounts of food often. It's just too much. Wow. I didn't know that. So wh- why does this work? What happens with, with the formulation? Well, we, what we do is we, we, we do it at uh, uh, kind of two stages. First of all, we have a website that tells how to feed these horses correctly and what uh, snacks to feed and what snacks to avoid. These are snacks that you can get at, uh, at any feed store and then what feeds to uh, help with lowering insulin and then how to help lower insulin just by feeding uh, hay at a very slow and steady rate. And, and about half the horses will improve on that. The other half still struggle, and then they're put on the, 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 the diet uh, and, 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 and steps to help along with the hero. And uh, once they do that, then the insulin can be retested in 60 days. 
and then the veterinarians can see if this, this powder actually does uh, do black and white evidence that it works. So this is a constant feed thing. It's a maintenance. Uh, you give a maintenance dose and keep giving it forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially if they've had laminitis in the past because the, the episodes are over $1,000 by the time you get the x-rays and blood tests and, and follow-ups. So people really want to try everything they can to avoid the problem. So the whole apple a day keeps the teacher away. This is an apple a day keeps the uh, – this is a hero a day keeps the vet away. Right. That's Something like that, yeah. yeah. They really are. It's It's – especially if they've had horses with multiple episodes, uh, then you're getting into several thousand dollars a, a year, and, and, and uh, or they become so painful that, that, that unfortunately that's when they, it breaks their heart too much and then they lose the horse. So uh, they're, they're trying to just avoid the problem if they've had it. And this is, you don't, you're not feeding a lot. This is a feed-through, so you put it in their feed? Uh, right. Yeah. Some of the low-carb, uh, high-protein ration balancers that all these major feed companies have uh, that uh, you just sprinkle on a little water, and add it in as one tablespoon a day, and so it gloms on pretty quick to the pellet. Yeah. Now, tell us, um, one of the things, though, that you have, and you run into this in your practice, I'm sure, and we've discussed it on the show here, is that people with fat horses tend to put their head in the sand and say, oh, my horse isn't fat. It's the same way as with, you know, if you have overly weight do- overweight dogs because you're feeding them human scraps all the time, and my parents were a perfect example of that, and we kept saying, the dog is too fat. They don't see it themselves so that's a hard thing to battle isn't it it well it really is and we we got lucky in in the uh, last two years with the uh, research out of australia that came out and showed that okay it's it's the actual insulin that is causing these horses to founder and so now as veterinarians we have the ability to be able to pull a blood test and say okay it's not that we're telling you your horse is fat or you don't think it's fat here's a blood test to show you oops your horse is getting close to laminitis if you don't do something so it's taken that pressure off of telling somebody that you, they've got a fat animal because they, they, they get their feelings hurt, and, and, and then they don't call you anymore. So <laughs> you, you, We don't want yeah, that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that doesn't solve the problem. It so, uh, doesn't solve the problem. So if you could say, look, here's the blood test. Let's just check it out. And, and uh, then they go, okay, it's something to keep an eye on them. So the goal of Hero is to help your horse be able to graze on pasture at least some of the time. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the big Tell me the relationship, because for folks who might not understand, the relationship between insulin resistance and eating grass. Why does it matter? Well, what happens with these horses is, is uh, especially in the springtime, when most of these episodes occur, is uh, the grass is uh, higher sugar, um, the, it's denser, so uh, and also they eat faster. So you have this triple-headed ability to get too much sugar in them, and of course then the body's uh, response to sugar is to increase insulin to push it into cells, and which is normal. But the problem is if there's, a, there's too much sugar, then there's too much insulin being poured out, and then high insulin directly causes laminitis. We know that now. So uh, you, you're, you want to get the horses out there, but in the springtime often you have to uh, lower the rate with, with muzzles or, or keep their, their, their uh, turnout down slightly. Then once June comes, the grass starts burning down, sugar's lower, then you can start turning them out more and more. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, unfortunately, they have these horses on dirt lots, but they have these beautiful 10, 20-acre fields. Mm-hmm. And they, they want to turn their horse out. It's right. free food out there. Well, it's free food, and, and and I'm sorry, but there's a lot of things in grass that are good for your horse. Absolutely. It's, it's, <laughs> and the exercise factor, you can't, you know, horses, even in a 10-acre field, average up to, uh, well, average is about three, three miles a day and up to five miles. And 
Brumby horses in, in Australia have been known to walk over 50 miles a day. So right. it, it, you get a lot of great exercise. There's tremendous nutrients in grass. It's just a matter of uh, take a step back, get the horse's insulin down, and then you can go back out. So if you suspect your horse might be having an issue that he could be at risk for laminitis due to an insulin issue, what do you tell your vet? You call the vet on the phone. Maybe he's not familiar with all this stuff. What do you t- what do you say to your vet? Well, often what we did, we had to put on there now, and it's it's rated number one on Google and Bing and all that AOL. Is you know how do you test these horses correctly? There's been a lot of misinterpretation or or, or, or just mistakes, and now we have a very specific testing. Especially it's been honed down by uh, Tufts and Dr. Uh, Franks, where we can challenge these horses with a small amount of caro syrup in the morning and then retest them in an hour. And we know the same problem was happening in diabetic people. 400-pound guys were coming in and testing normal insulin, which was not possible because they were fasted the night before. So same with horses. We were making these mistakes, and we didn't know that. And, and so there's a change in the testing protocol. There it is. It's changed over the last, really, in the last year specifically. And we used to do a sweet feed challenge, but that wasn't as specific because there's changes in different types of sweet feeds. So right. now they use care syrup from the grocery store. You squirt it in the horse's mouth a certain amount test them an hour later, and if it's over the normal level of, of high in a horse, you're insulin-resistant. If it's under, you're, you're a normal horse. So it's very simple. So it's a pretty straightforward blood test. Yeah, one, one simple blood test. No more double testing, which doubled the bill. Right, and double right, the hassle. Yeah. And yeah. double the hassle. Yeah, you have to, that had to come out two right. hours later and, and two trip fees and two blood tests and, and, and lose the whole morning just trying to do one horse. And so this is a – I can schedule – you know, the horse can get squirted with the uh, caro at 7, come at 8, or squirted at 8 and come at 9. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to test in the morning. But uh, uh, it's it's made it so that we can now compare a horse in California to a horse in Connecticut, you know, on mm-hmm. its, its actual insulin ability. And that's that's really key to this whole thing. It's not just that the horse is overweight, that there is a, there's a real chemical issue going on here, and it needs to be fixed, or down the line your horse is going to have a problem. And once you go down the laminitis path, they're much more likely to reoccur. Oh yeah, yeah, and you have you have added expenses with shoeing and and, uh, and and other problems, and so people are trying to say, okay, if I've had a problem like this, what can I do to get my horse back on grass? With his friends, uh, they don't. There's a there's a heartbreak issue too because they don't like watching the rest of the herd running around in the field, and then this one little pony or uh, Rocky Mountain horse has to sit in a dirt lot yeah. for the rest of his life. It's, right. it's not. People will say that's not a way to live, and I want him out there. Right now. Your a horse can be borderline in that he does not have a laminetic episode. There's no shift in the coffin bone, but he can be foot sore. Um, tell us a little bit about that whole whole thing because there might there's probably a lot of horses out there that are a little bit foot sore and they're a little bit borderline and people don't recognize it. Oh, absolutely. We call those kind of laminetic flares where radiographically we can't see that, but but we know the horse is you know tender footed on rocks and frozen ground at this time of the year, and those are, uh, they've done studies at uh, New Bolton uh, that uh, microscopically, they, these are in laminitis, but we can't see them. Our x-rays are not even digital, can't pick them up in the early stages, and so the blood test helps with those, and then also we find with these horses too, like diabetic people, they get uh, uh, neuropathies in their feet, they become very tingly or, or ultra sore, uh, neuritis, and um, so people will, you know, they think that the horse has got some other issue, but it's actually it's actually just smoldering laminitis. Very interesting. So uh, work with your vet, stay on top of it. So and then 
when you get your horse tested, you can use the hero to help combat this syndrome, this, this chemical problem that your horse is having. Now, I see here health E. Is this something that's a, a companion to hero, or is it something that any horse can benefit from? The uh, We also had, well, we had a, a number of horses that would have uh, either EPM or neurological issues, and then horses that were actually relatively normal, not insulin resistant, but the, the people just had dirt lots. That's all they had. Or the number of horses have beaten the pastures down to dirt. And unfortunately, horses, the, the amount of uh, vitamin E and, and grain and, and hay is almost a zero. And so uh, you have to supplement them with vitamin E daily, especially if they're on dirt or on a race track or show horses that never get turned out because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. So these were horses that we needed to get some vitamin E into them, but you couldn't get the levels you needed with the vitamin E selenium uh, products because if you did, you'd give them so much that the selenium was toxic. It that's was not over, a good thing. No. So we had to come up with something that's okay, uh, that's a pure vitamin E, but at the same time, the problem with some other products were there were so many fillers, yeasts and alfalfa, that you'd have to give four and five tablespoons a day, and horses won't eat that. It's just too much powder. And uh, so this is just a very most concentrated in the country at 16,000 units. Very good. Well, let's, where can people find out more about it and find it online? Uh, we, we have, you can uh, you can either uh, uh, Google Hero H E I R O, uh, or you can uh, go to our website at uh, equinemedsurge.com, or you can also pick it up at uh, horsehealthusa.com. They have a catalog. Okay, that's equinemedsurge.com, or just uh, Google H E I R O. Yes. Sir. Thank you, doctor, for stopping right. by. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Well, we are here at the Equestrian or American Equestrian Trade Association uh, trade show in Philadelphia, brought to you today by Omega Alpha Equine at OmegaAlphaEquine.com. And uh, we have not talked about uh, the entire day something that uh, is very important to horse people, and we have buckets full of, and we always want more. And there's one thing that we really crave for, and beside another horse, we're, we're always craving for new bits. Uh, it's just something, it's like an addiction or an obsession that we horse people have. But before we get to uh, talking about bits, I want to introduce our next guest, and they're going to help us do the last spin of the wheel today for a vendor or a retailer to win a up to $1,000 in free advertising here on the network. So we have Meta Larson with us, and also Heather. Heather, I don't have your last name. Heather Hyde. Hyde. X-Y-D-E. Okay, great. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your products and uh, in just a minute, but first, will you help us do the drawing, Jennifer? Yes, uh, okay, we'll have Heather. Uh, she has the she has a lovely accent. We're gonna have her uh, her good. <laughs> We're gonna have her do the drawing and see who she pulls out. Okay, now I haven't got my glasses on. See so you. Uh, I'll read it. Let's see who we have here. Let's have you pull one out of there. Okay. Okay, let's see who we have here. Um, we have uh, Colleen Descheval, and she is uh, with, uh, let me see what company it is. I think she has a tax shop, actually, uh, in uh, New, New Jersey. Harmony, New Jersey is what it looks like. So this is a tax business in Harmony, New Jersey. Let's have her, let's uh, spin the wheel. Oh, that, wait a minute, she's going to grab the microphone here so everybody can see. We have up to $1,000 in free advertising on the wheel. Let's see uh, what we end up with. 
when it came up, $500 in free advertising for Colleen Deschaval. What a neat name, actually. Um, so we're going to – you want to write that on there? Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so tell us a bit, what's the name of your company, which I can never say. Our company is called Naya Shula. Naya Shula. Naya Shula. Shula. It actually means new school. New school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In German, I assume? or. Um, no, you're sure. French? It's a German. A German? Yeah. Okay. All right. And new school would be our translation. Ah, gotcha. Because a lot of our products are very, very new. All right, good. So tell us about the company. Now, it's been around a while in Europe, right? Yeah, we're the leading brand in the UK, and we have a very strong presence now in Holland and in Germany. But this is our first venture, actually, into um, the US. So we have Meta, and we're very pleased to have Meta on board as our... Um, U.S. distributor. And Meta is from um, Meta Premium Products, Saddlery. Oh, good, good. So, Meta, tell us about this line of bits and why, why they're so special and why they've become so popular in Europe. Well, it's a great line of bits. It is um, the technology that they've used in the metal, in developing the metal alloy um, is progressive in thinking and what their thought process was is how do we make a metal that feels good in the horse's mouth and that's what they've developed and it's the uh, Saxon gold, correct? Salox. Salox gold, see? Salox gold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been scientifically formulated to actually go inside the horse's mouth and it has very, very high thermal conductivity. So, in fact, it heats it within seconds to blood temperature. So, the so whole no more bit heaters in the winter? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So it doesn't feel like a foreign body within the horse's mouth. It feels neutral, and the horse isn't fixated, inwardly fixated on the mouthpiece, and the horse is totally focused on the aids coming through the rein from the rider. Because of the mouthpiece having this special quality? Yeah, because we have, because it feels warm. So it doesn't feel different. Yeah. And we have very new, very ergonomically designed mouthpieces that are very, very comfortable. And we design for um, the upper end of the market. We design for our professional um, trainers, riders, every discipline, hunter, jumper, uh, dressage. And we supply our pleasure riders. So we deliver to both ends of the spectrum. I know that uh, you have a ton of different styles and, and things as well. I mean, you're covering the whole gamut. There is the whole gamut of bits there. And one of the things that was really smart when that Heather has done is they come in quarter-inch sizes. So our spectrum goes from four inches to six and a half inches um, with quarter-inch denominations, which a lot of the other companies don't do. And if you're going to, one, put a bit in your horse's mouth and put a you know good quali- quality bit in your horse's mouth, it's nice and spend that kind of money on it. You'd like something that actually fits and feels comfortable for the horse because the more comfortable the horse is, the better the ride's going to be overall. Now, what what have you found uh, now that you're this is your first show here in the United States? You've had all the retailers. What has been the response from the retailers, and what are you what are they really attracting? What are they going for? Um, I think there's a there's an awful lot of unique um, selling points basically. Um, the metal, which is unique. Um, is um, leading the field. The quarter-inch increments. Um, which which is really nice because the, most of the time it's a half an inch if you can get that. It's half an inch. Yeah. And, you know, if you're five and a quarter, you're five and a quarter. You're not five inch, you're not five and a half. And, and some can, bit manufacturers, too, your fives are not really five, and, you know, they're a little off. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah, you never can get Yeah, it right. we work with CAD. We, you know, we have, um, we have state-of-the-art um, design and manufacturing, you know, techniques. So we, we do deliver 
um, you know, a very precise product. Um, I, I think what's important with that, too, is that each increment has its own mold. It's not just made smaller. Uh, There's a new mold okay. to fit that size, shape, mouth. Everything is considered. It's not just shrunken or stretched to make it fit within the context. Yeah, yeah, we, we have a mathematical formula built in. So we don't lose the integrity of the design, you know, from four inch up to six and a half inch, um, every quarter of an inch. It it is a, a mold. How do uh, we get this question all the time from our listeners? Because uh, we have a lot of listeners that don't take lessons with professionals. You know, they they they're, they own horses and they trail mm-hmm. ride and things. Mm-hmm. How do you know a, a bit fits? What is a proper bit? Fit? We have videos. Um, we have videos that our riders can access online very very easily. And we show them how to measure a bit, and we show them how to fit a bit. And where so, can they find those? Where? You know, they can actually go to our website, netlar, M-E-T-L-A-R-U-S.com. You can pick, pull up each bit, look at the bit underneath. There's a tutorial that Heather has done on each of those bits. And then if you go to the other YouTubes attached that are also the Nuishul new, new, YouTube videos, she has 90 up there right now. And another thirty in the works. Yeah, oh, wow. just about everything that you would want to know about a bit or bidding or yeah. bidding. She has already done. Yeah, because the other big question, and this, you know, you know this as well, whether you're professional or not, um, is what bit to use. You know, what type of bit to use, because that's the that's the, the that's a hundred dollar yeah. question all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's up there as well. Each bit will tell you what it's good for, and each bit has a little tag on it that'll give that same explanation. So you can either get it online, you can get it right on the bit. You can call in for, for bidding advice. Yeah, we, we have you. great. We have great technical support. Yep. Yeah. yeah, because that is, that is, I think Jennifer would agree with this, that that's one of the things that's most complicated for people. And it's been lacking. It has been lacking. But, but we're, we're all riders, you know. Um, and all and, and what happens, usually riding. happens is they talk to a friend who say, I use this bit, it works great in my horse, which really has nothing to do with their own horse. Yeah. But they try it, you know, and then you, you mm. do trial and error mm. through a whole bucket of bits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and there has to be a better way than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's the education. You know, we support with the education. And I know for myself, when I'm in Florida over now over the winter, back and forth, much of my day is at barns showing people. And they're like, oh, well, that makes total sense. I never thought of it. But it's just they have to look, listen, learn, and we're here to help them. But we will be setting up a bit libraries as well, so people actually will be able to um, obtain the appropriate advice, which nine times out of ten will work for them. Um, but again, you know, if that particular bit doesn't tick all the boxes, then they have the option to actually swap it. And so there that's is, like a, a yeah. rent a bit. Right. Rent yeah, a bit, bit for bank, a, bit a library. Yeah. Yeah, that's great because that. That is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it allows people to try, you know, the better products um, and not actually take out a second mortgage in right. order to achieve that. Well, and end up with a whole bucket of... Exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we've all got a bucket of bits in the tech room. Yeah. Yeah, that was how I started. I still have a bucket of bits. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> if you've more than one horse, bits, you've had yeah. a bucket of bits. Yeah. <laughs> So where can they find – so give us the website again so they can go look it's for it. It's netlar-us.com, M-E-T-L-A-R-U-S.com. Okay, and can they buy the bits there now or – Right now they can. Okay. As we establish our retailers, so for a short period now – Because you are offer, brand new here, so exactly. you're just getting that set up. Yeah, so yeah. for a short period of time, we will offer that. As soon as our retailers are established, the website will still be there for educational advice. But we won't sell them. We'll right. send you to the retailer. But if they want one right now, they can buy from there. They can do it from but right But we have there. all sorts of bitting clinics yep. coming up. Yep. 
we have a um, lunch and learn in Florida that that'll be giving a talk and some advice and, and information. I think we're scheduled for March. I'm not sure what the date is. I think too we're going to have to talk to you guys about coming on to our show on a regular basis and and uh, doing little educational bits on that. Yeah, that would be great. I think I'm, just take a bit and talk about what uses yeah, this bit. Yeah. You know, wh- why do you use bit. this particular yeah, bit yeah. and when Absolutely. should you use it? That would be really beneficial. I think that would be great. Yeah. All right, terrific. And, and maybe get some questions from riders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. plenty of those. My, yeah, my horse has does this, 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 and this. And then what's important too is what's the shape of the mouth. You know, is it a short mouth? Is it a long mouth? Is it average? A little more information helps. Right. Well, terrific. Well, thank you both for stopping well, by. You. We appreciate it's, it's it. Right. I'm really enjoying my stay in the U.S. It's appropriate that we started this show talking about sheath cleaning and we ended talking about this. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of show we do here at Horses in the Morning. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, you both. Thank appreciate you. It. Thanks. Well, we are going to wrap up our show here. As I said, uh, we have been here at the at the request of Hopper Expositions, who put who helped put on this show with the American Equestrian Trade Association at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. They are always terrific at uh, at making sure that we have everything we need. Uh, they get us an internet connection that's super high speed. I wish I had this internet connection at home because it's ten times faster than the one we have in our studio. So, uh, you know, we appreciate uh, Hopper and Kent and Ginger and everybody over there for putting us up every uh, six months at this show. We'll be back here again in August. Uh, we'll be the next one. And that show usually highlights we'll be talking a lot about blankets and, and winter wear. Right now we're in the middle of winter, and I'm sure it's still snowing outside. And absolutely lovely here in Philadelphia. Jennifer and I are cutting out immediately after this and flying back to warm Florida because we've had enough of cold. Uh, our three days of cold is, is enough now Welcome this year. Welcome back to the cold UK. <laughs> you guys are heading back to the UK, so uh, wet and cold. <laughs> wet and cold. <laughs> so we'll be back here live again on Monday morning. Thank you, Jennifer, for uh, joining in this morning. We I really appreciate your help. Jamie will be back here on Wednesday morning. Don't forget you can listen to all the past episodes of Horses in the Morning at horsesinthemorning.com. All the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Have a terrific day, everybody. We'll see you back here live again on Wednesday morning. We'll have a recorded show for you tomorrow morning. And as Jamie always says, stay neuter and geld. What? Clean your sheets. In there, too. With some winky walks. <laughs>